Good morning, everyone. As of this weekend, we have our first millennial blessed who is on his way to sainthood. Blessed Carlos Acutis from Italy was just raised to blessed this weekend in Assisi, where they opened his tomb for veneration. He died at the age of 15 from leukemia, and during his suffering, he said that he was offering his suffering up for the intentions of the Holy Father and for the good of the church. As they say, pain without Christ is suffering. Pain with Christ is sacrifice. And so even in the midst of his illness, Carlos saw the struggle that he was going through as a sacrifice for the good of the church as he prayed for all of us. When you think about a blessed, when you think about a saint, you don't think about a kid in a hoodie wearing jeans and sneakers. But that's exactly what Carlos is wearing in his tomb that was opened up to the public. He's the first on his way to be saint that loved to play Super Mario Brothers, who had no problem searching for a Pokemon and at a very early age taught himself computer programming and website design. What did he use his talents for as far as website design? He would build websites to let people know about Eucharistic miracles, Marian apparitions. He was quoted as saying that when you're out in before the sun, you get a tan, or if you're like me, you get sunburned to death. But he goes, when you go before the Lord, or you go before the Eucharist, you become a saint. He loved the Eucharist. He loved going to daily Mass. And his life was a billboard for Jesus Christ. Whether with his family, with his friends, with his classmates, everything was about Jesus. In fact, he said, the Eucharist is my highway to heaven. To be in love with Jesus Christ is to be absolutely in love with the Eucharist because they're the same. Jesus is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, whether we believe it or not, whether we're ready to accept it or not. That has been the teaching of Christ and the teaching of the church for 2,000 years. So stand back, get ready. We are prepared to welcome, adore, worship, bend a knee, 
and show adoration to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world because the risen Christ will be here as we offer bread and wine and they are transformed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Savior. We are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. During this time of pandemic, when the doors of our churches were closed, did we actually grow in our love for the Eucharist? When we could not gather personally for Mass, when we were cut off from receiving the Eucharist in person, but ascended our hearts and our souls in a spiritual communion. Did we hunger? Did we thirst? Did we desire to be back here? Were our hearts burning and yearning to receive the Eucharist once again? I can tell you that during that time when Father Andrew and I brought the Blessed Sacrament around Westminster, and visited neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood, house after house after house. The demonstration of faith was absolutely amazing. Chalk designs in cul-de-sacs and sidewalks and driveways giving testament and welcoming the Blessed Sacrament. Statues and holy pictures on front lawns, hymns and joyful songs, the praying of the rosary and the divine mercy chaplet, neighborhoods coming together to be in the presence of our Lord. There was a hunger and there was a desire there, and it was absolutely breathtaking to see. Blessed Carlos was right. To stand, to kneel, to pray before the Blessed Sacrament truly makes saints. Because if we stand and kneel and pray before the Blessed Sacrament long enough, we are going to become what we see. We are going to become what we adore. We are going to be called to be more like Christ each and every time. When we come to the Eucharist, we are called to be transformed into what we eat and what we drink. It is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Our lives are called to be radically transformed so that we might be anointed and become another Christ in this world. That's the challenge of the wedding garment in today's Gospel reading. We can say we're Christian, we can say we're Catholic, we can say we're a disciple, but do we actually wear that identity on our sleeve? Can people look at our lives and see what we do and hear what we say and know that we are Christian, know that we are Catholic? Are we radical enough and countercultural? and not belonging to this world where we don't just blend in.
Blessed Carlos had this other saying where he said, all of us are born unique and as a priceless work of art, but the majority end up as photocopies. Photocopies. We give in to the world, and you can't distinguish us from the rest of the world. That's a problem. As disciples, as Catholics, we're meant to stand out. We're not supposed to blend in. We're going to be countercultural. Li we live against the tide. The world does not change us, but rather our reception of Christ in the Eucharist calls us to be saints and calls us to transform the world around us into the kingdom of God. Isn't it amazing that when we have images of heaven, whether the banquet table or God's holy mountain, it's a feast, rich foods, choice wines, celebration, the greatest invitation, the greatest calling card of any Christian or of any Catholic is joy. Is joy in all times and in all circumstances. Joy. And it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter the difficulties or the challenges that we face. But we must be joyful at all times. Why? Because we know Jesus Christ. If we know joyful Christ, if he is the center of our lives, if he is the very fabric of our being, if we are before the Blessed Sacrament and we are receiving the Eucharist, and we are getting sunburned and being transformed into saints, why would we not be joyful? And when we encounter others and they see the joy that we are expressing, they're going to want what we have. And they're going to ask you, why can you be happy? Why can you be joyful in a time of pandemic? Why can you be happy? Why can you be joyful when you are suffering? Why can you be happy and why can you be joyful because of this broken relationship? Or why can you be happy or why can you be joyful when you're seeking employment or the world is falling apart or people are at each other's throats or we seem so divided as a nation? How can you be joyful? Simple. I know Jesus Christ, and he has conquered all things, even sin and even death. Even death cannot touch me, because I belong to Jesus Christ. When Satan growls, smile back, tick him off and show him who you really belong to. And if we truly belong to Jesus Christ, if our lives are filled with joy, not because of our circumstances, but rather who we are because of him, 
that joy will transform the world around us. You can't be a curmudgeon and be a saint. You can't scowl and think that you're going to attract others to Jesus Christ. But rather, we have to be joyful. And it is difficult. And it can be painful sometimes. But the reason that we scowl, the reason why we get into such a difficult place at times and we do not radiate joy is because we are not radiating Jesus Christ, but rather somehow we think we can do it on our own. That somehow we can save ourselves. Or we point and look at other people or other things in the world and transform them into our Savior. A Savior that cannot bring us life, that cannot bring us eternity, that cannot bring us heaven. And so we think we're going to be happy and end up being sad. We think we're going to be fulfilled but end up hollow and shallow and void. Even in the midst of his leukemia, Carlos was joyful. It must not have been easy. But pain Void of Christ is absolute suffering. Pain with Christ is sacrifice. It means that no matter what we're going through, we're offering it for somebody else. We're offering it as an intercession. We're offering it as a gift for the salvation of the souls around us. And so it's not about turning inward and feeling sorry for ourselves, but rather pushing outward and living for others, even in the most difficult moments of our lives. We are called to the wedding feast of the Lamb. We are called to live on God's holy mountain. We are called to the celebration of celebrations. And our God shows us time and time again The abundance, the joy, the love, the celebration that is awaiting us as sons and daughters of God, our Heavenly Father. To get there, we need to hold fast to Jesus Christ. And as Catholics, it's absolutely essential. We cannot deny it. We cannot live without it. If we want to be close to Jesus Christ, if we want to possess him in this world so that we can be with him in the next, then we have to remain close to the Eucharist no matter what. It has to be the source and the summit and the very fabric of our lives. And after missing it for so long, may we never go a Sunday without it. May this be the reason for our hope. May this be the reason for our joy. And may our entire week, our entire day, be scheduled around it. Because it is Jesus Christ. And the longer we remain in his presence, the more we become saints. And it doesn't matter if you're 15 years old. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling with leukemia or a disease. 
It doesn't matter whether you're hurting or in pain. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The Eucharist is our highway to heaven, just like it is for Carlos. And being in Christ's presence, we can become saints. So my friends, there's no reason not to be joyful. If we know Christ, we know joy himself. And so this weekend in Assisi, if a sneaker wearing, hoodie and jean wearing teenager who played Super Mario Brothers and searched for Pokemon and was a whiz at building websites and computer programming and died at the age of 15 can be our first millennial saint. There is absolutely no excuse why we cannot be saints either. Because in the end, it's not about us. But rather, it has to do everything with Jesus Christ. Possess Christ, we possess everything. Possess Christ, and we also can be a saint. We just need to know where our joy can be found. And my friends, you can look anywhere else you want. Our joy can only be found in the Savior of the world. That's when pain is no longer anything else than gift, sacrifice, living for another. That's when the cross no longer becomes an obstacle, but the way to our salvation, sanctification, and our gateway to heaven.